mind, wouldn't it? But I'm jumping straight into... You know when you have films and you have part one, part two, part three and all that sort of stuff and they start at the, begi- at the end, that the beginning starts at the end of the first one? Well, this is an example. So this is starting at the end of part one. So your most common dreams are about your house. Yeah, these are your top 20 dreams, right? So um, common represents your life or church. Um, actually, if you have a dream about um, an attic, it's normally about things that you've, um, you've kept, the sort of memories. So if you have dreams about things in the attic, it's about your memories and things like that. And it depends on whether they're dusty or not dusty is important. So it's the context. And we'll come to that in a minute. Vehicles um, talk about your calling. The size of the vehicle often represents the, the, the uh, aspect, the reach of your calling at that particular time. So, you know, maybe, um, you know, a, a, an airplane, jumbo jet versus a scooter. You know, it just talks about the reach. Taking a shower is often a cleansing dream. Uh, falling is about fear of losing control. Um, I don't know if you've got, um, I forget what's on the list, but um, dreams about teeth falling out is a very, very common dream. Um, I once was doing a dream interpretation class in a pub, and the thing that clinched the deal with the landlord was the fact that I just said to him, you've got a recurrent dream, haven't you? It's about teeth falling out. He said, how did you know that? I said, God's just told me. He said, that's right, I do. I have a dream about my teeth falling out all the time. And I said, it's because you, you are concerned about something, a new thing, and you fe- you've got a fear of losing grip of that situation, and it's really stressing you out. And he said, that's right, because I'm actually going to get married. I'm stressed out about it. I feel as I'm losing grip on every aspect of my life. And that's, and out of interpreting that, he then gave us the room for free, which was nice. <laughs> so, um, shake it. <laughs> so it probably means that if I hadn't got the interpretation, it cost us 500 quid. But anyway, there we go. Uh, snakes and spiders. Um, uh, spiders to do with the occult. Snakes are often... It's a plain word. Snakes have, uh, if you've got, uh, snakes are small, have small tails. Small snakes have small tails. Uh, a large snake has a large tail. It's often about, uh, people are telling tales about you, so it's often about gossip and things like that. So, it's, so often the enemy tries to frighten you, but you can actually turn around those things for good because the enemy has revealed his strategy against you. And so you can actually come against that and ask Jesus into that situation. It's very, it's okay to ask Jesus into a fearful dream. You can say, Jesus, can you come into this and deal with this? Um, scripture verses, you know, I always look up, you know, many of you will have, um, have woken up at certain times, hours, and it will relate to certain scriptures. We know that doors and corridors I love. Doors are a way of opening up an opportunity. So if, if you've got a door and you walk through that, you know you're going to walk into somewhere Windows the same. Windows speak of seer gifting, vision, that God is showing you something for the next stage. So if you're after making a decision, um, you'll often get a dream about windows. Corridors talk about, corridors will, will take you from one place to another. When you walk down a corridor, you leave a particular place, you arrive somewhere else. So corridors are about a journey. It's about God taking you from one particular place to another. And actually be mindful of what you see along the corridor because you might see paintings, you might see colours, numbers, things like that. That's really important. Um, so I won't go into the stories there because we haven't got time. So um, next slide, Jackie, please. So um, I did this last time. Um, going to school, taking exams. Um, it's, 
it's often uh, something to to learn. God is is actually saying, well, okay, Mark, can we just go over that one a little, you know, a little bit again, just so you've got the full experience and you've passed the exam. I know Jesus has passed all the exams, but he sometimes, God sometimes wants us just to make sure we've got all the equipment we need for the stage that he's putting us in. Flying dreams are so common. It's talked about rising above our problems, going into the third heaven, often uh, intercessions, seeing over lands and territories and people groups and things like that. Naked dreams, um, Jim Gall has a great aspect on this in his book. It's often about transparency or vulnerability. Um, and, um, and then if we have dreams about past relationships, it can be good, it can be bad, and, and I've detailed those there. You can read about, about that. It's about sometimes pining for old relationships, falling into patterns of old behavior, or God might be wanting to reignite um, uh, you know, our first love for him. So, on to the third slide, and after this I can stand up. Um, next slide, please, Jackie. Um, this is a new slide, so um, uh, if you have dreams about dying, it's, it can be symbolic about something that actually is passing away. It might be something that a season has come, and it's now was good, but it now needs to be put down. Um, it's not always um, a person who's dying, and um, etc., um, be careful about these kind of dreams, about how you talk about them, all right? Because uh, it could be for you, it could be for somebody else. You've got to be, go back to God and ask about that. Births, new birth, babies, new season. Uh, the name might be significant. If you give birth in the dream, um, see if you remember the name of the baby. Um, and, and often uh, new birth and babies are connected with n- number eight, which is eight people came out of the ark. Um, and that symbolizes new beginnings. Um, being chased can be good or bad. Um, it can be bad if it's got fear attached to it because you know the emotion in a dream. Be mindful of an emotion in a dream. Sometimes there's no emotion, but actually be mindful of that. So, you know, it, does, it, d- does being chased, is it, is it being uh, fearful so that someone is chasing you, the enemy is trying to trip you up, chase you? Or it could be a good thing, the fact that actually you're being pursued by the love of God. It could be that Deuteronomy 28, where actually the blessings of God will overtake you, will chase you and overtake you. That's the kind of chasing I like. I like, the, I like that chasing where God actually just, you can't get away from the love of God, and actually you want to be overwhelmed. So that's great. And God's just giving you a heads up. And sometimes you might want to be in a place where you can just totally engage with him, you know, um, in a room on your own, so nobody's distracting you. Tsunamis often, you know, wave of the spirit, um, Psalm 42, um, deep calls to deep in the dream of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers and tsunamis sweep over me. Thank you, Jesus. I, I claim that one. Thank you, God. Okay, so next slide, Jackie. And we're up. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that was about, but anyway, there we go. Just shows you that we're all very chilled and relaxed in the bay. And I now have an opportunity to drink my tea, which is great. Thank you, Rachel. Mm. That's so nice. Wasn't that prayer tunnel good, by the way? That was so good. God told me that this morning. He said, we're just going to do it the the other way around. Just going to have it in the beginning. So, um, in terms of the dream interpretation process, and I've got some slides to recap what I was talking about last time, but for those that were here last time, I really want to kind of give you new stuff. Um, we have the examples in Daniel, don't we? We have Daniel uh, 4, verse 18. It talks about um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar asking Daniel what, what his dream meant. 
And Daniel, and, and um, uh, he says, tell me what the dream means, for none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret for me, but you can because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. So we know that, the, that uh, uh, revelation is given, skill is acquired. So it's, the, it's, the, it's God who gives the revelation of the interpretation of the dream. The skill bit is learning some of the framework and things like that. But if we work from the framework, we then, we then disable or mean that the revelation has less importance. And so that's really important, which is why I'm really not into lists. And I've got some lists up, and I shall show you them briefly. But everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people come up to me and say, Mark, um, what are the lists? I need the lists. I need the lists. You don't need the lists. You do once you've got the revelation. The list will help you to give the framework of the interpretation. But if they are a substitute for the revelation of Jesus and the interpretation of that, you're going down the wrong path. Because then you're, then you're actually taking the whole divine nature of it, reducing it to a formula. Then you have no need of Jesus in your life in that particular aspect. All right? Put that out there. But this is really important. It's really important. It's a revelation. It's a revelation because that revelation comes out of our relationship with Jesus, the love of God, who we are, totally son, daughter, saved, secure, and I can speak out of that place of security and you're not going to get an orphan spirit speaking to you, which is really important because I want the best of you no matter how I look, lying on the floor looking really stupid. What is a professor doing lying on the floor? That's a really silly thing to do. I don't care. If it helps somebody, fine. If it offends a religious spirit, even better. <laughs> Ooh. The enemy didn't like that one. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay, right, so, um, so there we go, it's our relationship with Jesus, and so skill is acquired, and that's what we're going to do a little bit of, but revelation is given, so it's our relationship, relationship, relationship with Jesus, and that's what Amy was talking about, wasn't it? I mean, that's what, I mean, I, actually, Amy, wherever you are, you, what you said was amazing, but I often get what's, what, what is coming off a person and the love of God was coming off you so strongly. And I was thinking, wow, this is so, the love of God is coming off Amy. I don't, you know, it's like I knew what you taught. I knew the words, but they weren't really. It was the love of God that was coming from you. Amazing. So Daniel 2. Um, so it's got a bit, a bit more tricky. All right. So, 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 um, so the example in Daniel 4 is Nebuchadnezzar, king has a dream. Ask Daniel, Daniel interprets the dream. Okay, no, no worries. Daniel 2, I know it's the reverse because it was earlier, but you know. Um, it was a little bit tricky because um, the king had a dream, but he said, I've had enough of all this. You mystics are going to tell me the dream I've had. I'm not going to tell you. And then you're going to tell me what the dream means because if you're not, if you can't, I'll chop your heads off. Yes? Paraphrase the thing, but is that right? Yeah? yeah? Bit more tricky. <laughs> Consequences a little bit more severe. Could be the last in dream you ever interpret. <laughs> Thanks be to God that we live in the revelation of Jesus that you know if we get it wrong we do not get our heads chopped off, you know. So 
Thank you, God. Anyway, so Daniel says, no one can explain to the king the mystery, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, right? Which comes down to that relationship, that revelation. I read that Daniel 2 passage, verse 27, on the morning of my whatever birthday, um, I can't remember, it's about, so 25th anniversary of Catch the Fire, so they just had the 25th, so that was five years ago, so I would have been uh, probably a teenager five years ago, <laughs> something like that, I don't know. Around that, give up plus or minus 30 years, I don't know, 40, 40, even 40, I think even 40 years actually, but anyway, I think, yeah, 40 actually, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, it was my birthday. So that would have made me 52. Right. Um, and I read this, and we were talking about this yesterday at, um, at uh, TSSM in Stockton. And um, the Bible is about being childlike, not childish. So I read that. I read that and think that's the word of God. Therefore, it must be true. I'll have it. Childlike. What don't I understand about that? I'll have it. So that's it. Birthday, morning my birthday, in Toronto, read that, God, it's my birthday, birthday present time, you're a good God, I want that, I want that gift. Within four hours, I was praying with someone on the ministry team from Toronto, they recognized me, or they didn't recognize me, but somebody who they knew recognized me, and, um, and uh, so I was praying for, for them, and I had a complete movie vision, color, sound, the whole lot. Um, described what I was seeing, and, and then I said to them, do you want to know what that means? And they kind of went, oh, yeah, because they were quite shaken by this, you know. And, um, and then when they got themselves together, they said, Mark, this is a dream. You just described the complete dream that I had two years ago, and for the last two years, no one has ever been able to interpret the dream. You've actually just told me the dream that I've never told you, and you've interpreted it. <laughs> Daniel 2, verse... 27. I'm only, I'm only just saying. So what's the ingredient there? Uh, ask God. Childlike faith. I'll have it. It's true. Yes, please. Thank you. And then once you get it, you say more. So this has happened to me many times now. And I've actually led people to Jesus through interpreting a recurrent dream that they've had that they've never told me. That I've actually said, you've got a recurrent dream, and it's this, and it means this. And that has led, probably within about five, ten minutes, to leading them to Jesus. So it's really useful. So next slide, please, Jackie. So we need lots of help. I, need, I mean, for people who know me well, do I need a lot of help? Yes! I need lots of help. My goodness, I need a lot of help. So, 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 so God sends help from heaven. You know, Hebrews 1.11 sends angels. You know, we know the scripture. So we have heavenly help. So this is where the skill is acquired. Revelation is given things. So God will actually give us heavenly help to give us the skills to interpret these dreams. So um, Gabriel appears to Daniel and says in, in Daniel 9, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Well, that's pretty good. When you're interpreting dreams, you need a bit of insight, you need a bit of understanding. So, so there we go. I've got personal trainer number one, Gabriel and his mates, all right, giving his uh, insight and understanding. And then in Daniel 8, verse 13, uh, this is a, John Paul Jackson describes this far better than I can and, and other people. Um, 
But we read, uh, and actually in the New King James Version, in Daniel 8.13, it says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another said, Unto that certain saint, which said, How long shall be the vision? And then it gives an answer. It's a certain number of years, a, n- a number. And if you look in the New King James Version, the name of that certain saint is actually Palmoni. And Palmoni means the number of secrets or the wonderful number. And that tells you that that angel whose name is the, number of, uh, the, the wonderful number or the number of secrets, that's one of his primary functions to help us in that aspect of dream interpretation. In the same sense that actually angels are dispatched to help us in the certain functions that we do. True, yes, we don't worship angels, but actually it would be impolite to God to say, no, thank you very much, I don't need the hundred angels you've just released on my behalf to help me in this thing. It would be, you know, at best impolite. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay, so, next slide. And here they are. We've just had the number of numbers. And here we have one of those slides that I actually, I actually don't like, but I feel I have to put on because um, it does give you an indication of what some of those numbers means. And Corinne is now going to take a picture of that. That's great. No, that's fine. I'm happy for you to take pictures of these. Um, and I'm the kind of, I, Juliet will tell you, I have, um, given the fact that revelation is given skills acquired, I have two thick volumes of biblical symbolism, numbers, colors, and all that, that, written by very learned people, and I actually sit and read it. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, actually you can. Yeah, okay. You know, like... Like, would I watch something on TV? No. Would I do it? No. I'll just sit and read these two thick volumes of, you know. So there is value, and I know there is value in that, but I have to stress that it's not a formula because it depends on what context the dream is in. Okay, so numbers, not going to go through them. Um, if we go on to the, the next slide, please, Jackie. Um, we have certain colors and what those colors can mean uh, in the Bible. I've got the scriptures there. And again, um, very useful. But again, um, like let's take, for example, um, red. It depends on the context. It can be royalty power, but it also can mean war, peace, anger, bloodshed, which are very different. So when you, if you have a checklist and you interpret dreams according to a checklist, you think, oh, I know what red means and I know what this means and there, and I put them all together and it means you're going to have a really warring time and there's going to be a lot of bloodshed and all that sort of stuff. And it might mean none of those things because the context of the dream is completely different. <coughs> Cannot stress how important that is. Um, so uh, next slide, please, Jackie. So there's some more colors. There you go, some more. Um, silver is often redemption because actually if you look into the, the, the temple and all the, the stuff there, silver was, was, was used to purchase certain things in, in the temple, and that's why um, silver is used for redemption. And there's other aspects of silver as well. Um, so, so there are some uh, uh, the, the colors. So I've left those up long enough for you to think, oh, I'd like to um, look into those a little bit. But no, we're going to move on to the next slide. Okay, receiving dreams, because it's about, um, you know, 
you, I'm gonna, we're going to ask you for a dream, and we're going to interpret it live, I think. Natasha, Tim, Leah, wherever you are, get yourself ready. Um, <laughs> they didn't know they were going to do that, so that's the whole point. Um, and you've already succeeded because you're here, which is great. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it? We celebrate the success. We've pitched up. Yoo-hoo! So it's really important, as, you know, in terms of, um, just in terms of how God speaks to us in our dreams, because we're asleep a third of our life. So if you're, because I can do the sums easily, if you're 60, you spent 20 years asleep. But what can God say to you in, a thir- in 20 years of your life? So, so actually preparing your sleep to receive the word of God into your heart as he worships over you, as he sings over you, not worships over you, as he sings over you, rejoices over you with singing, Zephaniah 3.17. Isn't it good for you to prepare your heart for that, receive that, then you wake up in the middle of the night, you write it down, and, and actually God's just transforming you in, in the night. Yeah? When I sleep, my heart is awake. We know that from the Song of Songs. So rest is the incubation bed of revelation. Yeah? So renew your mind, be wise with your entertainment, the source of your entertainment, the type of entertainment before you go to sleep because the last thing that you focus on before you go to sleep will be the thing that recurs in your head for a a long time. So just be mindful of what your eyes are looking at. For people who know me, um, I'm very keen on atmospheres, uh, spiritual atmospheres, and particularly I do a lot of traveling, do an awful lot of traveling, um, and in hotel rooms, you never know what's been happening, good or bad, in the room when you go in. So, and then we just go to sleep in that room. <laughs> and we just, and, and actually it's okay. Well, it's not okay, because we want to set the atmosphere of the room. So I travel with my swing flags, and I get, I put, I do, people know me, I mean, yes, I do, yes, it is true, it's like confession time, it is true, you know, Um, so, (laughs) it's like, I just feel I should confess everything, Um, so I put some worship music on, I get my flags out, and I go everywhere, the bathroom, every, every, everywhere, every, every part of the hotel room, and, you know, like, sometimes I get a hotel room with a corridor, and another room, you know. It's really nice when that happens. Okay. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lounge. In, oh no, anyway. And you, d- and you do that as well. All right? Shake our We just all receive the upgrade that God, that hotel rooms. Upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. When you go to the desk, when you go to the desk for checking, you say, God, upgrade. Upgrade. Which, which of the people who are going to check me and do you want me to go to, God? Don't just go to the random person and say, okay, God, I'm walking up, right, which, which, who is going to give me an upgrade? That person, okay. I have had so many upgrades. I know, I know Annie has. You're nodding, isn't it? It's true, it's true. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Every time, there you go, every time, there's an anointing there. So if you want that anointing, grab Annie afterwards. Just grab hold of her, you know. So we carry an amazing atmosphere. Christ in me, the hope of glory. All right, Christ in me. Can we just say that? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Ha, doesn't that do something for you? And actually, those words that come out of your mouth will change the atmosphere. Okay, next slide, please, Jackie. 
Okay, I've shown this before. Write it down. You, when you, you know, because there's, a, you know, um, scientifically you forget a, a, a sizable proportion. It's something like 15, 20% of your dreams within the first two or three minutes. So, and it's and it's an exponential scale. It's not a linear scale. So, it it drops off quite profoundly. All right. So write it down. One Chronicles 28:19, Habakkuk 2:2. Okay, great. Next slide, please. And this is right. Quick recap. Um, for those that went last time, so there are three components. Simplify the dream. Somebody's going to tell you a dream. Don't give them the full nine yards, all right? Don't just give them a half an hour. Try and reduce it down to the three or four key points. And what are those key points? The things that you can remember most strongly will be the key points. Yes? Um, participation, where are you in the dream? And that can be, um, and, and, and if you break that down to stream ministries talk, because this is a lot of this is stream ministries, it's focus and sub-focus. So in other words, if the dream is about you, no, so if, if you're in the dream and you are taken out of the dream and it means that the dream falls apart when you are removed, that means you must be the focus of the dream. Yes, does that make sense? But actually, you might not be the focus. You might be observing someone else. You might be witnessing an event. Or you might be hearing about something from someone else in a dream, in which case maybe you're not the focus. Yeah? So you can tell if you're the focus that if you remove an individual from the dream, the dream falls apart, they are the focus. So next slide, please. And then finally, it's context. We talked about context before. Depends, you know, so for example, a dream about a dog. For some people, dogs are really friendly. For others, they're terrifying. That deals with the checklist. Numbers, colors, is it uh, during the day, you know, at night, black and white? Uh, there's a lot of cultural relevance. You might have a certain thing happening in a Middle Eastern country which has a particular relevance in that country, which means actually if we're interpreting it out of a, a European understanding, we're missing the context of the dream. That's where your checklist falls down. Thank you very much. It does. It's all about the relationship with Jesus. You know? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just getting slowly kind of um, drunk. I am. I am. That's right. It's great. It's a great way to live, Eleanor. It really is. It's the only way. Shikanama. So whoever's listening to this, just drink more. Open your mouth wide and God will fill it. Shika. Okay, next slide, please. Thank you, God. Okay, so we did. So it's, it, we're 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 coming to the end game now. We're coming we're coming into interpreting dreams. All right. So remember, this we did this example one last time. So I'm showing you something that has been shown last time, and just for the for the for the tape, I'm just re- reading out. A man was in a car park, was issued with a parking fee of eighty six dollars. He protested, but when he when when. He looked, sorry, that monitor went off, but when he looked in his wallet, to his surprise, it's back on again, it was full of $30 bills, and he paid the fine. Now, participation, that was simplification. Participation is, it was about the man. He's the focus. If you take the man out, the dream falls apart. Context is, the sub-focus are, it's not the man, it's the tickets, the parking, the payment, and something unusual is the wallet, it's full of $30 bills, it's unusual because $30 bills don't exist. The, they're the details, right? So focus, sub-focus details. Parking is, you're going nowhere. You've been there a long time. You're going round and round, you're going nowhere. There's a price to pay. 
and uh, the price was $86. So it's a new thing that God's going to take you to, but actually the price to pay is, to actually, is, is something to do with issues common to man. Six equals the number of man. And so it involves a cost. And, and actually God is going to give creative ways that don't yet exist to pay that cost and deal with this so you can, out, so you can pay the price, get out of the parking ticket and move to the next stage that God is taking you to. We know that because actually $30 bills do not exist so God is going to give you a creative way to get out of that car parking. His, his wallet was full of $30 bills, therefore God will give you abundant measures and provision to get out of that car park. Okay, right, so we're all experts now, so example two, uh, which didn't, ah, sorry, it should be animated, but it's not, okay, so you have the interpretation of the dream, and the idea was I was going to step it down, all right, so I shall do this, uh, you knowing what it means, all right, doesn't matter, simplification of a dream, it was the year 1990, a man uh, was given a dream in 1990, he was hitchhiking to a place 2010 feet away. On the way on that journey, he was given five lifts, not his car, someone else's car, to get to that place. There he met a faceless man who told him to make a car from the salvage yard's parts that then he made a car which then transformed like a transformer into a 747 plane and just took off. What does that dream mean? Well, the participation or the focus is it's about the man. If you take the man out of the dream, the dream falls apart. That's an easy one. Um, And what's the sub-focus? Well, they're clearly something to do with five cars, the plane, the 747 plane, and the salvage yard. What are the details in the dream? Well, it's 1990 and uh, uh, 20,010 feet. And anything unusual in the dream is a faceless man. So the meaning of the dream, and part of it's written there, you can see, is the fact that actually... um, uh, over a period, because feet is, uh, there's, there's uh, 12 inches equals a foot, 12 years, 12 months equals a year, so it's to do with time. So in a, from 1990 to 2010, and this actually happened, uh, this man was, um, was an assistant pastor in five different ministries. So he wasn't the lead pastor. It was someone else's car, because car is ministry. Does that make sense? Car is ministry, so it's someone else's car, so it's not your ministry, but you're actually working with someone whose ministry is. So he's an associate pastor five different times from 1990 to 2010. At which point, um, he felt prompted by the Holy Spirit, faceless man. A faceless man is often an angel in your dream or the Holy Spirit. To build a church with people who do not fit in to regular church. That was his calling. Very quickly, that church took off and grew and flew in terms of growth out of all recognition. Because what God did is he took those people who do not fit in, who people, other people would have rejected, that other churches would have rejected, into an amazing body of people, like a transformer, he transformed the place into an amazing ministry, a 747 ministry that took off and actually is still successful today. So uh, 747 is 7 plus 4 plus 7 is 18, two type, which is 2 times 9. 9 is the number for abundance if you look at, you know, there's 9 fruits of the Spirit in Galatians. Yeah? 
Easy. Would it be useful, really, would it be useful if a few of us just interpreted a dream live in front of you and you saw us struggling? No. No, we won't struggle. We cut that off right now. <laughs> because we will flourish. Because we've got the Holy Spirit, revelation of God, we've got angels helping us all over the place, all right? So, yeah, we've got more angels than, you know, whatever, you know, just all around us, right, helping us out. So, um, anybody got a kind of recurrent dream, strong dream that actually is bothering them that they would like to say? And, and actually, I want, okay, yeah, you can, are you putting up your hand? Yeah, now, yeah, okay, which you don't mind sharing publicly. But you're going to reduce to three or four statements. You're not going to give us. You're not going to give us a 20-minute soliloquy from a Shakespearean play. Okay, okay. So Christine, so like, so you come up here. You're going to speak on the microphone. Uh, yes. Is that all right? Can you do that? Is that okay? Um, so it's going to be short, like three minutes long. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask. So just so they're hearing, Leah, um, Tim, Natasha. Natasha, thank you. Me, me. All right, I'm on team. Um, Amigo's not here tonight, is she? No, okay. So, and we'll do that. And then you just grab the microphone. So do you want to kind of um, come in the vicinity so you can interact? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like a tag team. Tag team dream interpretation. Isn't that lovely? Okay, um, this is to do with my husband and he was in our bedroom and he woke up and we have a skylight and there was a storm and there was lots of water and stuff coming in through the windows and eventually started to flood the house. He then moved out of our room uh, and down the stairs but the stairs suddenly became his mother's staircase uh, where he used to live before we were married um, and he recognised stuff and didn't know what was happening and then he came into the living room where the floods were, I mean the, the waters were quite high I was sitting on the settee eating something, watching the telly and he turned to me and said um, can't you see what's happening, there's a storm and we're being flooded um, and I just sat and looked at him and said oh it's alright, we'll, we'll be fine I'll just eat my, my tea and then continued to watch the telly. And then he heard our daughter in the kitchen um, chatting away, obviously just wandering around in the water um, as if it was just like what you do in the kitchen when you're having your tea. Um, and then he said out loud, right, well, I better just go and find out if we're insured then. And then the dream ended. Okay. Was that quick? Yeah, that's quick. That's brilliant. That, so that's a good example of dreaming, you know. So we're going to ask you some questions before we do that. I'm going to, so, so shall I ask the normal questions? Shall I do the normal kind of thing? Shall I do that? Yeah. I'll do the normal bit. I'll do the easy bit. <laughs> so, um, uh, so it was your husband that had the dream. Okay. So um, was the dream, was the context of the dream at, at night or during the day? During the day. During the day. Okay. So black and white or color? No color. Okay. Interesting. No color. Um, any particular uh, uh, numbers or emotions connected with the dream? He didn't mention anything other than he was, he was frightened and came down the stairs um, and then suddenly saw there was, I wasn't frightened and everything was normal downstairs um, and, and just was bewildered. Okay. Was it yeah, yeah it, was, it was flooded downstairs. Was it right. on, the, on the couch with my legs up. I don't like to get wet. I mean, he knows that, but I don't know whether that's, you know. No, I wasn't, you know, I was just sitting there watching the telly. You talked about your tea. What were you eating? 
But what was it that you were eating? I don't know. It was a dinner. It was like a proper dinner. I was having proper tea, watching the telly. I don't know what it was I was eating. Any more questions before we jump in? So who's going to start? I'm just reminded of um, when Jesus was asleep in the boat and the disciples were all panicking. And so you're like representing Jesus in that moment. You're just like, this is fine. I'm feasting. I'm having things I like, whereas your husband was panicking, and and I don't know. I mean, I don't know you and your husband, but perhaps he sees you as having a stronger faith, and he's worried about the insurance, and you're like, yeah, I'm covered. You, you're not panicking about that, and so if there's if there's anything that shifts and changes in your life, you're the rock in the moment, whereas he's the panicker. So I, I, it was he in the bedroom at the start, yeah. So, um, so the bedroom offering represents intimacy. So from the place of intimacy, and there's the sky skylight. So there's that like a, a window in the ceiling, yeah. So windows often represent sort of revelation, and um, so from that place of intimacy and revelation, actually, often water represents the Holy Spirit and things of the Holy Spirit. So there's, a, there's a, a move or a rain refreshing, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that comes. And actually it's different than perhaps what he was expecting. And often, oftentimes when we um, engage in revelation, we see things that we haven't seen. So, you know, Jeremiah 33.3 talks about, call to me and I'll tell you deep and unsearchable things that you, have not, that you do not yet know. So there's a, type, there's a part of revelation which can be a little bit uncomfortable because it's the unknown. Um, so I, I get that actually it's from a good place. You know, he's he's in that place of intimacy and he's he's in that place of, of seeing things of God. Um, and again, in the sky, it's kind of heavenly things. But actually, the result of that and the kind of outpouring is uncomfortable to him. And his temptation is, you know, to go back, like the stairs turned into his mum's house, is to retreat back into kind of past comforts and things that are old and familiar and because he feels out of his comfort zone. Um, but actually, when he comes downstairs and he sees you, um, you're, I mean, again, you know you're prophetically wired um, and television often, I think John Paul Jackson talks about how television is often a play on words, so it's about telling a vision. So, so you're able to, you're a visionary person, you're able to see um, and so you're, you're not out of your depth because you understand what's going on and actually you're being nourished in that place and you're, you know, you're focused on being nourished. And similarly, your daughter obviously shares, I think, a similar gifting because she's preparing things in the kitchen and she's being nourished. Um, you know, it's like when somebody just calls out, that's, come on, come on. Do you know, it just feels... Because we've, we've trained together and, and we've, we've worked together over a number of years and it's really great when, when you know, it's like you stand here and think, yep, that's, the, that's why... Yeah, I was going to say, yep, 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 and there's nothing left. <laughs> but there is a few... But there is, you know, there always... But this is the element... This is the virtue of working as a team because, you know, it's like, you know, Tim starts it off, creates the context, Natasha comes in, so... You know, um, if you work alone, you can convince yourself of all sorts of stuff. If you work as a team, 
you are accountable to each other, but then you also learn how others do it and how li- they listen to the voice of God. So I'm not into this Lone Ranger stuff. All right? Like, I'm the only person in the room that can interpret dreams. No. No, 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 no. Because we all have a relationship with Jesus. And as we've heard tonight, you know, revelation is given. Skill is acquired. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Natasha. Just to, to say as well, like, when I started doing this, I had, I had no idea. I didn't really understand what I was doing at all. And you, you kind of get the snippets of like, oh, I think the, Holy Sp- the water means the Holy Spirit, but I have, you know what this means. And Mark, in his way, was like, from the first time that I did it, was like, Natasha's an expert. She'll interpret your dream. <laughs> uh, and uh, including setting me and Lisa up to be the dream in- interpreters at someone's party. Um, Lisa felt similar to me. Um, but, but actually, yeah... So Lisa was amazing that night. I would start and babble and say something not that didn't make any sense, and then she would make sense of it. Um, but then I think after about three times of so doing it with Lisa, who's amazing, and doing it with Mark, then something just clicked. And I can, obviously, sometimes I, I struggle with things, but, but often I can, just, I can just do it. And so just to encourage you that dream interpretation as well as prophecy and anything like that is just, it's just practice, really. I feel like she's covered everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really good. I definitely wanted to hone in on the fact that he was going down the stairs and it was his mother's corridor. And um, that in in the dream, he was trying to retreat but into the past, but he's not going to be able to do that anymore. Um, and so that, that was the only thing I didn't hear. So... Great. So how, how's that? Is, that? is that good? Is that good? So... So you always say, like, with prophecy, does that mean anything, you know, because, I mean, we're doing this because we do the prophetic team appointments next door, um, and we always say to the person before they leave, was that helpful, da, 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 and so yeah, 30 yeah. seconds feedback? Absolutely. I, I mean, I obviously try to interpret it myself. I've watched John Paul Jackson, and I know symbols and numbers, blah, 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 um, but I was on my own. And I did come to similar conclusions, but not about, I mean, I watched... I watched John Paul Jackson on the telly, so I thought that was hilarious that you said television, because I've been trying to school. But I wanted a group of other people just to bring out some stuff, and you said some stuff as well that I had already written down. But there's further revelation that I just didn't click. Wow. So thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so that, that's, that, that's great, isn't it? That, so so we, we do this in, in pubs and, 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 and obviously um, at people's parties with very little experience. Um, which was a really good call, wasn't it? In, in hindsight, I'm thinking, yeah, I remember that. Um, so um, can we just, I'll just close with prayer and that's it. And then we'll have some dream tables and we'll sort stuff out. Um, we're going to have um, stations. So we're going to have um, the team here on dream interpretation. So that's four of us. So that's two stations. And then, um, so we'll have maybe one station here, one station at the back. Possibly, and then we're going to have a prophetic station with. I think I asked Anna, didn't I, Anna? I asked Anna. Um, who else did I ask? Rachel. If I asked you, will you just remind me? Because it's it's on my phone. It's I just and Latasha. Thank you, thank you very much. That's right. I'm getting there. You know, and I think I, Shola. I think I said you were going to just be put to work. So, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're here, you're going to work. So, is that right? Uh, so, there's, so, there's four people. You can sort out who you're going to partner with. And then, um, and then uh, Anna 
and and Joe were keen on being um, involved as well. So can you just choose whichever table you want to be on and just like you know um, partner up with, and you're free to say nothing but everything. Yeah, how's that? So if we just stand up, I just want to pray, and then we'll finish and get cups of teas. So thank you very much for your patience. Thanks for allowing us to do that. That was that was great. Um, so, um, so Lord God, we just thank you for this evening, and I just simply want to, um, um, as we've just received uh, that love of God, you know, through the prayer tunnel and through the whole evening, the whole evening has been about worship, thank you, Amy, and you're going to play some keys at some point during the, during the, the time, that I just now uh, release and impart uh, dreams, visions of the night uh, to you right now. And that God will speak to you when you're awake and, and particularly when you're asleep because there's a certain part of that part of our lives which actually we need God to speak more on because actually that's, that's a third of our life that actually is such a fruitful area. And, um, and I just sense that God really wants to kind of pour more fruitfulness into that and almost redeem the time that we think, oh God, you know, I mean, I haven't had many dreams for 20, 30 years. Well, he's going to redeem that tonight. He's going to start. He's going to release those dreams, those visions of the night right now. You're going to go, and if there's any areas of your room, your house, that just needs cleaning up, he's going to, he's going to highlight that as well and create a good receiving environment for the words of heaven, for the visions of heaven that are going to change all our lives. And Lord God, we just thank you that, that um, revelation is given, skills acquired, you've given us, you, you're helped by your Holy Spirit. And so we just say right now, God, we receive all of your help. We receive all of your help right now. Lord God, we can all prophesy. We can all interpret dreams. We can just say, actually, that, that which Daniel had and Joseph had, we want that. It's not just for them, it's for us. So we receive all that you have to give us tonight. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jackie, um, for um, the slides. Thank you, worship band. Thank you, people who put the chairs out put, um, and, and teas and coffees. And so thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.